Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Death Thing Podcast, where your hosts, Nicola and Sean, talk about stuff that intrigue us. And today we're going to talk about something scary. Why? Well, because it has a word hacker in it. Uh, so the title basically will be uh, Hacker Challenge Games. I don't know. So right off the bat, Sean, do you have an idea what Hacker Challenge games are? I generally have an idea because you've spoken to me about them. Uh, the first thing that pops into my mind, of course, is stuff like Project Euler, which I understand is not exactly what you're going for. So it's something a little more uh, multi-level where it's instead of a bunch of separate challenges, it's something that starts off easy and gets harder and harder, but continues on where you left off the last challenge. Uh, yes. So basically, yes, they have like way more different variety of challenges. It's not just programming, uh, just to name few, uh, cryptography, steganography, uh, would you maybe include even... picking in that? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Not that I know. Uh, also like, for example, you know, I'm going to say it in quote quotes, uh, cracking where you basically you got an I mean this was the time of you know Windows computers uh, where you got an exe file so executable file and all that you saw for example was username password and you had to you know get in and then when you got in you would say maybe see I don't know a file where it would say hey read this and then the password would be there and you would just have to copy paste that password on the website and if it was correct you would pass the challenge but to go a bit more deeper into this uh, so basically like okay a bit of you know uh nostalgia trip but way 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 back you know so it yeah, was like talking about the 90s right exactly exactly so i'm actually talking about maybe you know y2k around 2000s you know when everybody was uh, saying that the world's gonna end because computers gonna lose it and everything, you know, because of the double zeros at the end and stuff like that. I mean, haters never die, it seems, you know. <laughs> and so basically, I was kind of very, very lucky because I had this thing called computer that not a lot of kids around where I live had. Uh, again, yes, I'm from Croatia in a very, I would say, remote place. I've been to US and oh man, it's huge. <laughs> and so anyways, we got this thing called internet as well at home. And I was like, I guess it has to do something with the fact that I saw that hackers movie and I went online and, you know, Googled everything and I wanted to be a hacker or whatever. And then when I found out that it has to do with this thing called programming, whatever, you know, I started learning. And to be honest, I can't remember when exactly was that I found these quote unquote hacker challenge games. But basically what they were is you would get a certain, let's say a written um, challenge. I mean, challenge and, you know, written in English words where it would not be said, hey, calculate these two numbers, but it would have some kind of a, you know, backstory behind it. Uh, one that I always kind of like remember is, say you have a prison and you have a key and key opens up every odd uh, set of cells and how many times would you have to go through to open everyone or something like that you know so challenges were never you know straightforward more like uh, 
you got a text. I mean, text by text, I mean a challenge, which was descriptive. And then you had to figure out how you're going to solve it using programming skills, right? And as I said, basically, not only programming, you had steganography, which I don't know if you guys know, but that is hiding certain text into an image. So that learning about that was like fun and also cryptography. So basically you have the text in plain sight. You literally see what's written, but words make no sense because they're all scrambled and whatever. And that time that was very, very fun for me. I read a lot of books on that topic. And of course, consequently, I learned a lot of stuff. And uh, so what I found, why I loved this, because, okay, so I was, you know, solving these challenges, uh, getting on the top list higher and higher. But not only that, I was learning new stuff. And that was, that was like awesome for me. Um, and so like this was maybe, you know, high school for me. And when I uh, went to the university, or as you call it, college, there I was able to convince my mentor to allow me to write a my version of the quote-unquote hacker challenge game for my bachelor thesis. Um, I really am thankful for him to do that because that was, I would like to say, I mean, it's slash sad kind of that that kind of a project was my first real programming project where I spent a lot of time on it but I don't care because I liked it you know I loved it <laughs> so <clears throat> and yeah they varied a lot these all of these hacker challenge games uh, back in the day there was actually one site uh, and we're of course later we're gonna leave the links in the description and I believe it was called hacker challenge or something i can't hacker games exactly yes hackergames.net although site still exists today uh it doesn't work and what it had it had like the list of all the hacker challenge games that were out there at least at the time uh, one of my definitely fa most favorite ones was uh hackits.de it was a german site from a german guy later i actually you know we talked a lot and of course one thing that I didn't mention, uh, there was a very, very, very vibrant community around this, both in forums and in IRCs, <laughs> if you, Sean, remember that. I do. I was never a big IRC guy, but I do know that was what the uh, cool kids are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I, I mean, I was spending so much time on this, but it now, hindsight, like looking now back, that was time very well spent because it kind of like made me to like what I'm doing now, right? Um, and how much of that, uh, how much of your happiness that you did that is that have anything to do with anything that you learned as in specific techniques or languages and how much of it is just the actual raw problem solving that you learned? Oh, so uh, of course, as you mentioned, the problem solving, man, that's also a skill in itself. Of course, it helped a lot there as well but also languages. So I would mention like the VB script at the time, the JavaScript, which everybody thought it's stupid. I mean, people nowadays think it's stupid as well, but let's not get into that. Uh, so yeah, there were a lot of, yeah, a lot of different languages that you first had to learn in order to be able to solve the challenge. For example, you got a um, 
Java, like Java program, which you could then de decompile and go through the code and then to figure out where it's doing something that you could kind of like bypass and get into the login screen or, you know, whatever was the challenge at hand. Uh, I remember one where I learned about uh, image manipulation, blah, 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 where you basically, so you basically, the challenge was that you got a simple image, like on the image was nothing special, right? And what it said, the challenge said, uh, try turning odd, so, something like try turning odd uh, bits into even, or honestly don't remember, but what happened when you did whatever they said you have to do with each and every pixel. Oh, I remember. So you took all every each and every pixel and for them you calculated the RNGB numbers, you put them together. And if it was an odd number, you had to paint it uh, black. Oh, this reminds me of the song painted black, of course, <laughs> yep. or otherwise into the white. And what happened when you run your program through that image, you would get a, um, let's say a word. This is the password and the password would be there. I mean, <laughs> uh, let, so this, like, honestly, this took maybe, you know, weeks, maybe two weeks sometimes. But when you did that, I mean, honestly, I got the goosebumps now. When you did that, that was that feeling was incredible. Like, I, I mean, I'm like uh, twice the age that I was then, but I still remember it and I still love it. And uh, recently, I actually wrote a post that we're also going to link uh, in the description where I asked people uh, to try and help me remember the old ones because and I Googled most of them that I remember. But of course, most of them are not uh, live anymore, sadly, um, because as I said, I mean, maybe, you know, if you're into this, maybe not only for fun, but you can actually, you know, learn something. Hmm. Well, uh, you talked about looking for them and collecting them and finding that they are, you know, not around anymore. So I know that you have, um, you know, an adult life with family and work and all that stuff and probably not a lot of time to spend on this and other hobbies and things you're trying to learn. So what would be your point in finding and, and categorizing these? Is, is it just to make a list and look at it and have memories and then move on to the next thing? Are you looking to spend some time on them to own your skills? Or are you looking to maybe introduce the next generation into this and maybe try to guide and mentor some people into onto the path that you have uh, led followed? This is an awesome question. Uh, and I guess I think still had to decide. Of course, if you ask me, I would like to do it everything that you said, right? Uh, first thing I would say it's to educate people that something like this existed because honestly, even I may be mistaken, but something like this doesn't even exist anymore. I honestly don't know why. It does. Of course. It does. Yes. Do you know about uh, Cicada 3301? Nope, nope. I heard it. I heard about this in a podcast recently, and I forgot about it until you just until today when you were just talking. But there is a some kind of programming challenge, and it is multi-layered. And clues you must solve a clue to lead to the next clue. And the clue, it's, according to Wikipedia, it's been called the most elaborate and mysterious puzzle of the internet age. And it only pops up every so many years with a new challenge 
and no one knows who's behind it or why? Is it the most elaborate recruiting scheme of some high-tech company? Is it the NSA or CIA looking to recruit the, the, the baddest hackers? Like, what it is nobody knows? And it's been around for, I don't know, let's see, January 4th, 2012, they say, for one month. Then they came out in 2013, and there was a clue in 2014. No new puzzles in 2015. A new clue added in 2016. And there was something that came out in April 2017 about it. So this group, or person, or whatever they are, is keeping their origin and its purpose a secret. Awesome. See, the stated purpose of the puzzles each year has been to recruit highly intelligent individuals. Uh, it uses things to do with uh, cryptography and, you know, whatnot. But yeah, that's there's there's stuff written about it. If you look for CICADA, C-I-C-A-D-A, uh, 3301, it's, it's a mystery, but it seems pretty cool. And it's exactly the kind of thing you're talking about. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to definitely look into it. Uh, so yeah, one of the ideas also was, you know, now that let's say my skills hopefully got way better to see how long would it take me to, you know, go through those challenges now. And so that's definitely one idea. Um, also, there's this lingering idea of actually making, let's say, a an open source kind of game. But then again, something that I never, I mean, honestly, I never brainstormed it too much, but how would you then hide the actual answers if everything needs to be open source, right? So that's right. one thing to figure out because always you would have to have, you know, few admins that would know the answers or something like that. Uh, well, you could encrypt them and the solution creates the encrypt the decryption key. Awesome. Do we have a next project, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, I had a funny comment, kind of snarky, but also maybe true. You said now that you're smarter and better and all this, uh, you'd be curious to see how much better you'd be at solving these problems. I suggest you might be significantly worse at it because despite the fact that you have a lot more experience, back then you were exploring every aspect of computing you can get your hands on and you were at university, so you were a full-time student. You spent years working on solving business problems which tend to fall in a much narrower range. And you're pretty much, even though you're doing something different every day, it's something different within the same type of work, type of work that is not, you know, research oriented or discovery oriented. It's just solving business problems by typing on a keyboard. Oh man, you're, you're totally right, to be honest. And now like when you said, you know, the new challenges, whatever, as I, so as I was, I was, I was writing this post, I remembered, you know, and then as all of this, as I went through, uh, as I finished my university, I got a job, blah, blah, blah. And I quote unquote started, you know, writing real software. And I honestly kind of like never did that anymore, which is sad. And so I quote unquote grew up and little Prince would be very sad to know that. Right. And yes, you're, you're probably, I mean, so honestly, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, go and try and solve you. And also, uh, yes. So, before, as I said, there were different varieties. And the one that my uh, mentor allowed me to do, I, uh, I like kind of like make it made it as a game where you had like four levels, uh, four categories in each level on each level. You had programming, 
logic, miscellaneous, and cryptography. Um, and you had to finish every one, each and every one of them, to go to the next level. Uh, I quote unquote borrowed that from one site. It was actually a New Zealand kind of site. And one challenge that I remember from then was uh, you came to this uh, level and it said, oh, you're not from New Zealand. I'm sorry. Goodbye. And <laughs> at the time, I still remember at the time I was like, okay, how, what, you know? And then I learned about browser spoofing, user agent, you know, and everything. So, you know, things like this, you still remember to this day. And that's, I mean, to me, that's valuable. And as you said, yeah, uh, I would definitely like to meet. Actually, to be honest, um, I met with three people from that Hackett's site uh, in person that they were on that. Actually, I'm lying. Five, five of them. Three, in, three from three from Croatia and two from uh, Netherlands. Uh, yeah, and that was cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met people from an online community I was a part of other than when I first went to DjangoCon and I ran into people I whose names I knew from Twitter. So that was pretty cool. And not famous people either, just you know people who were in the trenches like I was. Yeah. Awesome. Anyways, as I said, uh, we're going to post a link to this um, blog post. Of course, if somebody remembers, you know, one of the games that there were or knows a game that's still like running nowadays, please go there, comment. Uh, I would like to learn about it and, you know, maybe try it out. So yeah. I guess this is it for this show, unless you have some question to add, Sean. I have no questions. The only thing I have to add is that there are some really cool challenges out there on certain sites for companies who are hiring and they give you little programming puzzles and the solving it is the first step in getting an interview. So, you know, it's just one puzzle per employer, but some of those are pretty fun. I totally like that. Like and support that. Yeah. Oh, also a little hint for anyone looking for those. Um, I forget the name. There was one really fun one I did uh, last year. I spent a couple weeks on it and had a lot of fun. I had no interest in joining the company. I just wanted to do the puzzle. But uh, every now and then, if you go right-click on a web page and go to view source for uh, some companies, there will be something in the JavaScript like comment saying, hey, if you found this, you might be the kind of person we're looking for. Uh, so, you know, just a hint. If you're looking for a job or if you are just looking for a puzzle, start viewing the sources from code. You know? Indeed. Okay. That's all, short folks. And sweet. <laughs> yeah. See you next time, guys. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. To reach us for feedback, show suggestions, or any other comments, email us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K.